The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king God made me punch in accurate numbers My castle won't crumble What I tackle will fumble I've been a leader when they ain't see it But now my feet is up According to me royalty didn't end with King Tut Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs Big says sky is the limit I look down on the ledge I push the bar like I'm opening the cell Hands in my cookie jar You won't come out with a single nail I need all of mine The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked. I make all my moves on the board. I invented my steps. Uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler. I feel like Mansa Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda. Triangle, look at it from my angle. I'm a king, the closest things to being one of God's angels. Yeah. I'm a king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king king. Yeah, yeah Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night This is the Code of Conduct with the King Podcast And I am so am Y'all have no clue This is like Christmas and October for me And it ain't even Halloween yet, you know what I mean? Like this is gonna be a good night Listen, I got special guests coming in. Actually, good news and bad news, you know. Uh, so it was supposed to be the king, the butcher, and the machine. Conway got some business going on. So Conway is is not going to be able to make it tonight, but the butcher is in the building. We got my man, Benny the Butcher, joining me a little bit later on. So uh, I'm going to get right into this thing. What that means about Conway is, though, that just means I got an extra show with another, con- you know, another interview. Um, I also got West Side Gun coming up shortly as well. I got the whole Griselda crew down. So, uh, look, I- I'm excited. <laughs> I-, I can't even I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am to talk to these dudes. Um, Benny, as a rapper, is is one of my favorite rappers. Obviously, coming from Buffalo, he's um, he's doing something. Him, Conway, and and West Side, all three of them are doing something from Buffalo that. Um, you know, a lot of times for me growing up, I was able to get from Jay-Z or I was able to get from Nas and Mob Deep. Those dudes out there, they represented for Brooklyn in a certain way. They represent for New York City. Buffalo was like, you know, we was like Cinderella before she 
you know, before she became Cinderella, right? She, we was the we was the part of New York that people always didn't really want to include. We was the one people at, in old times they used to call us like the armpit of New York and all this stuff. And um, some people even went as far as like, oh, they're they're just Canada South or whatever. Fine, we don't really want New York City anyway. For for the most part, like we don't claim y'all. But the thing is, now we're living in a time where Buffalo, New York, is on the map for more than chicken wings and more than um, you know being drunk and jumping through tables. We're known for, A, we have a phenomenal football team now, and I'm going to get into that in a second before I bring Benny in. Um, We have one of the best teams in the league. Granted, we lost week one. I still don't know how the hell we lost to Pittsburgh. Like, I get it. I know why we lost, but I don't understand um, how the team that we've seen for the last three weeks, whether it be against um, backup quarterbacks, whether it be against whoever you, whatever you, however you want to look at that, it doesn't matter to me. The team is playing phenomenally and you know, you have to give credit where credit is due. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. It's the national football league. And through four weeks of football, the Buffalo bills have given up defensively less than 600 yards passing through four weeks of football. The Buffalo bills have given up less than 300 yards rushing. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. But we're not just known for football. We're not just known for football. Now we actually have a crew, a rap group that's come out of Buffalo that put Buffalo on the map. They started off doing things underground like like most people do. They they took over Buffalo, ran the streets. Then, you know, shine with Shady Records. Eminem, you know, held them down for a second. They switched over to Rock Nation. And y'all know how I feel about Rock Nation. Everybody who knows me knows my guy is Jay-Z. He's the founder of Rock Nation. So, you know, for me, they're doing things that I've always dreamed about doing. So the respect level that I have for these three guys is, um, is through the roof. So it's actually, it's actually, I guess now I can, I can look forward to having like a Griselda series. This is going to be dope. Um, but tonight we got the butcher, the butcher is here. I know he always says the butcher is coming, but the butcher is here. He's in the building. So before I bring Benny in, let me, uh, just go ahead and, and talk a little bit about the game Sunday. It was, a it was, um, like, you know, I just alluded to how the team is dominant. I just alluded to how the defense, dude, I saw, I saw a stat yesterday on Twitter that talked about how potentially it was the best defensive game in NFL history. Uh, let me see if I can pull that up really quickly before I, I, I move on, because I, I feel like that's a stat that, um, A, it, it's amazing, but B, it's one of those things where it's just like it, it just with the way the league is now and, and the way offense has become so dominant when you're considering any facet of the game. It's incredible to imagine that you can actually have a defense that even if it's just for one game that would do things that hasn't been done in two decades or more. So according to this stat, the best game ever for defense was the 1985 Bears, and that was in the Super Bowl. Then in 1991, you also had another game from the Eagles that had a pretty good defensive, you know, just just the defensive ranking for the game. The Buffalo Bills played so well this past Sunday that they beat both of those records in terms of, um, I guess, efficiency or or. I'm going to get the exact thing, too, because I want to talk about this at another point. I'm actually I think I want to talk about this with Bruce or I might bring this up with Joe uh, tomorrow on the Hump Bay Hotline. But it is just one of those stats that just blows your mind. It just it it really will blow your mind. So we're going to talk about that. Actually, I think I will talk to Joe about about having that on the show tomorrow. 
so that way I can have somebody to bounce it off of because I don't want to I don't want to be too much of a homer where I'm like, dude, we're the greatest. Again, we went against Tyler Heineke. We went against um, Mills, uh, David Mills this past Sunday. We went against um, Tua, who should have been the starter, and we all thought he was going to be good coming out of college, and we're talking about how he's pro ready, and, but then he gets injured, and then we go up against Jacoby Brissett, and I like Jacoby Brissett. Um, when I lived in Indianapolis, he had a couple of couple of times, a couple games. He started a season, and um, – Look, he did what he had to do, and and the Colts weren't a bad team with him. So I really thought, hey, Tua got injured. Um, hope he's okay. But I was actually a little more concerned with what the offense could look like with Brissett than Tua because I think Brissett's a better quarterback. It didn't matter to the Buffalo Bills defense. We had a shutout in week two in Miami. And then now fast forward to this Sunday, we had another shutout in Buffalo. And again, it doesn't matter. I, I get, oh, he played against the backup quarterback and he did. Look, I don't think it would have mattered if Tyrod was in. I'm not saying that they, they wouldn't have scored. I think Tyrod would absolutely have put some points on the board. But you can't tell me that the defense, what you saw Sunday and what you've seen these last three weeks, you can't tell me. And really week one, the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't run over us. They didn't destroy us by any means. So if you're going to talk about um, oh, they didn't play anybody. Look, they played Big Ben. Juju Smith-Schuster was uh, was nothing. We see what Najee Harris is now. We've seen him for three more weeks after they played the Bills, and we see what Najee Harris has done. Najee is a monster, and he was non. He was a non-factor, a non-factor. So, so let's let's first let's put some respect on the Buffalo Bills defense. Um, and, and I, obviously I, I was joking around Sunday during the game, but you know, I put the, the apology form up for, for Starla Tulele. I, I think it's about time that, that whether you want to admit it or not, I think it's time that we acknowledge that star is actually a big member of this team and he's worth every bit of that contract. He got a sack, forget the sack, forget the sack. He got a sack, but let's, let's forget the sack for a moment. What I'm talking about is how he makes everybody on that defensive line better. We saw a play from Miami that I, I, can't, I can't remember who actually posted it, but made it so clear. He had three guys on him, which freed up everybody else to, to either be single, like just one-on-one -on -one, or really rushing the quarterback without anybody on him. That's what Star is. That's what Star is. And he's a beast at it. He's a monster. So, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not at all um, insinuating that he's the best defensive tackle in the league. We know who Aaron Donald is. We, we know who Aaron Donald is, you know, and there's others. There are others. But what I'm telling you, what he means to this team, we don't need him to be Aaron Donald on this team, but he's very valuable on this team. He's doing things that obviously we didn't have last year. Yeah. Ed Oliver switched over and, and played his position. So he was out of position. It wasn't this type of defensive pressure up front. Granted, we also added a couple players to the mix. We got Boogie in there. We got my man Groot in there. So we've added some some talent that can help with this thing. So I'm not I'm not saying it's just about Star, but y'all gonna put some respect on Star's name like that. That has to happen, and it's not something that can be debatable at this point anymore. Like Star's presence on the field clearly makes a difference clearly makes a difference. So, you know, 
And then and then let's talk a little bit more about the defense. Can we just talk about the bodies that my man Jermaine? And I'm not even going to go into my whole thing. I'm not going to go into the see something, say something, even though he caught bodies. And he clearly committed murder a couple times on TV Sunday. Um, look, Tremaine Edmonds is better than what most of you want to admit. This isn't a Spence thing. This isn't a Spence-ism. You know, I have the luxury, and, and I'll call it a luxury for this purpose only. I have the luxury of living outside of Buffalo. And when I'm because I'm not in Buffalo, there obviously are still a lot of football fans. The National Football League is probably the most popular sport in the country. I talk to a lot of football fans, and I talk to people who know what they're talking about, the, about the game of football, who knows what they're talking about, about talent. A lot of these guys outside of Buffalo view the talent in Buffalo just like we do, except they take the emotion out of it. So the passion and, and all that stuff. So like when people critique Josh Allen in a negative manner, um, you know, we tend to get really beat up about it. We, what do you mean Josh Allen isn't the greatest of all time? <laughs> you know, what do you mean Josh isn't the GOAT? Right. Okay. So so we get we we take offense to when people attack our guys, right? I get that. I talk to people out here and, and around the country. Um, I've been blessed over the last year doing this podcast. I've, I've kind of gotten myself into circles and, and in rooms um, with people that I've always kind of looked up to, like people way before I ever got verified on Twitter, uh, people with check marks who know what they're talking about. I'm, I'm blessed. These people see Tremaine Edmonds as an absolute key part of this defense and and the thing is granted has he been ray lewis no has he been um i I don't even know we can name luke keekley you know we can name five or six great linebackers but but what we're not going to do we're not going to act like tremaine edmonds has not consistently improved every year just like josh we're not going to act like at this point he's look he's playing fast He's playing. He's playing now to a level where the game is not just the game at this point for him is not just um, you know it's not just about him like reading to react. Now it's about him reacting. Now he's moving. Now he's just anytime there's a dead ball when when it happens when somebody's tackled he's in the pile. He knows where the ball is. And and if you can't if you can't honestly um, take a look at that as a especially as a fan of the team and and you're trying to critique him for for things that he did as rookie and in, in, in second year in the league, I don't know what to tell you, man. But I guarantee you, if if we run this guy out of town like we've done other players in the past, he's going to go somewhere and make a great middle linebacker for another franchise, and there, and then we're going to look back at him the way we look back at Stephon Gilmore. Now, granted, some people don't like some of the stuff Gilmore said, you know, uh, getting go so I can. T- now, nobody wants to watch New England on TV and he's he doesn't even want to be there. So, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that some people didn't help run themselves out of town, but by no means am I going to contribute to Tremaine Edmonds being ran out of Buffalo. Anything that I can do within my power to make sure Tremaine knows that he's loved, to make sure Tremaine knows that, hey, you got people in Buffalo or in the fan base that support you and know that you're a beast. I'm going to do it. 
I use my platform for all of this stuff. I'm definitely going to use it for my guy. Tremaine is my guy. Last year, Andre Roberts was my guy. He's still my guy down in Houston. I'm so happy we stopped him this Sunday, this past Sunday. He deserved every single bit of all those stops. <laughs> like, I didn't want to see no long run. I didn't want to tweet out, extend Andre Roberts. Y'all knew it was coming. <laughs> if it, if he would have did it, you knew I would have tweeted it, extend Andre Roberts. Because I still have questions about our punt and kick return. I'm not going to say much. I did that last week. I got beat up for it. I'm going to leave it alone. I still haven't seen anything, though, that makes me say, okay, we set when it comes to the, the special teams punt and kick return. But my man Tremaine, I'm there with him. And can we talk about can we talk about our secondary? Please tell me that Trey White isn't a top cornerback in this league. Please tell me that Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer are not the best safety tandem in the league. Please tell me that so I can call you stupid on purpose. And and I don't mean that in a disrespectful, like actually calling you stupid way, but you're stupid if you don't think that we have the best. We have the best safety tandem in the league, man. And at this point, it's one of those things where now I don't, I don't even feel like debating it because the, what happens is when you debate, people bring up stuff and that really don't make sense and they switch the debate and it's like, well, you said, no, 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 no. This is what I'm talking about. So where I'm at with it now is, look, it is what it is. It's nothing to debate. It is what it is. Okay. Spencer Brown. Let's move on to the offense for a quick second. Spencer Brown is one of those dudes that I was excited about after the draft. I don't know if everybody remembered. I put up, you know, this this chart, this pie chart that kind of shows his measurables and his size and um, his workout, everything that he did. Basically, the chart was full. It looked like somebody just colored it in. Whereas a lot of other guys, you'll see like, you know, spikes here and then down and you got a good round area. Then go down again and spike. This dude literally had a circle. This is the measurables that we got when we drafted Spencer Brown. So now he gets his first NFL start, right, against the Houston Texans. Now, yeah, I guess it's like, okay, it's the Texans, and they're beat up, and we don't expect him to be good. Yeah, let's start him here to kind of see what he can do. Look, he didn't look like he, it was his first start. And can we talk about how he was talking crap? I love, I love somebody with the confidence and the energy, especially as a rookie. I can't remember which running back it was, but there was somebody on the, or not running back. It was a linebacker or something on the other team, real short dude. And he's like, I can't even see you, man. I can't see where you at. And he's like talking, he's just talking mess during the game. And I love it. I love the energy that he has. He's pancaking dudes all over the field. Please, Brandon Bean and, and Sean McDermott. Sean McDiddy said that going forward, this is how the, the starting lineup is going to be. Now, I, I want Cody Ford to succeed. I do want him to succeed earlier in the off season. You know, there was some things out there where people said that he was a disappointment and all this stuff. I don't, I don't believe that. I still think that Cody Ford is somebody who can contribute. I think that to be honest, he, he was drafted in my opinion to be a right guard. I know he came in as a right tackle. I know what I'm saying is he was an elite guard. That was to me, that's how he graded out. That's how he should have come into the league. I still think if they invest in him as a right guard, that Cody Ford would be fine. But I'm not going to sit here and lie and act like I wasn't excited to see Spencer Brown. So the fact that they switched my man uh, Daryl Williams over to right guard and then they they brought Spencer in. And Spencer, damn it, made a difference. And on top of that, because of that, 
I'm not saying it's just Spencer, but because of the changes they made to the line, the blocking looked completely different. It looked better to me. I didn't have enough time to go back and watch the All-22 yet. Hopefully I can do that before tomorrow with the Hump Day Hotline. But what I'm going to do is I want to watch that All-22 because I want to see, is this why Devin and this is, is this why Zach both looked better? The running game absolutely showed up Sunday. Now, we still have some concerns with Devin Singletary fumbling the ball. We do. But, man, the running game looked like I – now, that's what I want from a running game. That's what I want from a running game. Devin Singletary, when you when you finally get him a couple blocks, you get him in space, now he's making guys miss, and he's he's doing things that we just haven't – we haven't seen him do consistently last season. And even for the early part of this season, he has a couple that he broke. You know, we all know about the Miami run. We all know about a couple of Sunday. He looked good. He looked good. And I'm critical of people when they don't perform well. So I'm going to give him his flowers when he does well. He did the damn thing Sunday. He did it. And you already know how I feel about Zach Moss. So I don't even have to go there. I do not have to go there. Yo, Josh Allen. Can we talk about Josh Allen? I, I rarely talk about Josh on the show um, because I feel like everybody talks about Josh. I feel like, you know, we all know that Josh has developed into this amazing quarterback. We all know that he's smart. We all know that he's a freak athlete. We all know that he's bigger and he's stronger than everybody and he's fast. Like, so we, we all know this because everybody talks about it. When you turn on good morning football, they're talking about it. When you turn on ESPN, when you turn on ESPN, they're talking about it. That's all they talk about when it comes to Buffalo, and then they they phase into other things. But Josh Allen gets his due. So I try to talk about other things and other people. But damn it, can Josh get the key to the city? I feel like when we when we signed T.O. for that one year, he got it like before he even played a game. Like the dude got he signed a contract. Byron Brown was like, we're going to give him the key to the city. <laughs> Byron went in, right? Byron gave him the key to the city. ASAP. What's going on? Why why hasn't Josh Allen, who has, in my opinion, um, helped turn around an economy? Let's be real. When the Buffalo Bills are winning and the Buffalo Bills are good, that helps businesses downtown. That helps businesses everywhere. M&T is popping because of Josh Allen right now. Y'all might not want to admit that. The economy absolutely is blessed when the Buffalo Bills are playing well. And guess what? We had a pretty solid roster before Josh became Josh. They didn't play like this, though. They didn't play like this. Let's give my man Josh Allen some credit. Okay, let's put some respect on his name. A few months ago, I had a comparison that I put out, and I, I kind of got dragged for it. Whatever. Um, I said that I said that LeBron James and Josh Allen have very, very similar traits coming into the league. Now, this is going this is going to fall on ears wrong for some people. Josh Allen is not the goat. LeBron James is the goat. Like there's is is to me. I know you got you got other players in the league that you want to say is is on his level. Kevin Durant is not LeBron James. Argue with yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like LeBron James in the NBA, LeBron James is that dude. Right now, Josh Allen hasn't won a Super Bowl. Josh Allen hasn't given you uh, the MVP. He was the runner-up, but he's not the MVP. So I'm not going to go as far as saying Josh is the GOAT, but you got you to check this out. Coming into the league, 
LeBron James obviously was young. He was raw. He was dominant when he came into the league. He averaged over 20 points, over five assists, and over five rebounds. He did as a rookie. But he couldn't shoot the three. He couldn't shoot free throws. He still can't shoot free throws, but he couldn't shoot free throws. He really didn't even have a mid-game. He was just freakishly athletically gifted. He would dunk on everybody. He's getting blocks because he jumps higher than everybody. You know, he's long. He's 6'8", playing small forward, two guard at times. So he's defending guys that are smaller, and he's doing all this stuff. LeBron was a freak of, just a freak of nature. But he did amazing things. He lost his first championship because he couldn't shoot. The way they defended him in that first champion, NBA championship that he played in, they made him try to shoot the ball because they knew if you let LeBron into the paint, okay, he's going to beat you every time. Now, let's take a look at Josh. Josh coming into the league, he wasn't hitting those long balls. He wasn't, even the short throws, the intermediate throws, it just wasn't quite there for him. And what he did was he used his athleticism. He's jumping over linebackers. He's running over guys, winning angry run awards every week from Good Morning Football. But in the playoffs against the Texans, they said, you know, we're going to stop this dude. We ain't going to let all of this, this athleticism get us. And they made Josh Allen try to throw the ball to win. And guess what? We still almost won that game, but we lost. Josh took that. He got smarter. He developed a little bit more. He, he realized what was important and what it would take for him to get to the next step. Because his whole career, his whole career, because he was so much more gifted than everybody else, he was able to do it athletically. But the difference between the NFL and the NBA is the, the, the talent gap is smaller. So in the NBA, when LeBron came in, it's very easy for LeBron to be that much better than everybody else at all times because you know, it's, it's one-on-one. It's basketball. It's a whole different thing. He was so much better than everybody else. Josh Allen's better than most people in the NFL. But the difference is it's, it's a completely different type of game. The quarterback is the most important position, but he only can do what he can do. You still need receivers to catch it. Let's not talk about Kelvin Benjamin. Let's not do that. Let's not talk about, even though Zay Jones had a couple catches last night and he had the game-winning reception a couple weeks ago uh, for the Vegas Raiders. Look, let's not act like, let's not act like Zay Jones was a stud while he was in Buffalo. Let's not act like, uh, I'm sorry, was is, uh, is Foster even still in the league? I don't even think Foster's in the league anymore. If he is, he's on somebody's practice squad. Can somebody look that up for me? But all I'm saying is this. If we're going to sit here and, and, and critique him for the things that he can't do or he hasn't done, let's also give him credit for the stuff that he has done. And very first year in the league, he came in and showed these flashes that he was going to be great. Very first year in the league, he came in and showed the athleticism that now we still see that he pulls out when he wants to do it. The, the, the fourth down, what was it, fourth and one? And he did a little QB sneak that actually turned into a draw. It wasn't even a sneak. He ran to the left side of the line, ended up running out of bounds and pulled the defender down with him. That's, that's the Josh that we saw year one. Now the development. It's a very fair comparison to, to say, oh, these dudes are, are similar. It's different sports. I get it. It's tough to make the comparison at certain times. Different sports. But what I'm telling you is Josh is on that trajectory. 
Josh is he's on that trajectory. And if you if you can't see that and you think this is a homer take, I, I promise you to go back and listen to me. I will. I'm always honest. When Josh don't play well, I, I talk about it. He don't play well. He got to fix this. He got to fix that. The thing is, last season, he played well so much. It was tough for me to, to, to call him out for anything. The AFC championship game, a lot of people wanted to blame that on Josh. That wasn't on Josh. Josh didn't lose that game for us. This past weekend, he had he had an interception on the first throw, and then he had another bad throw. It wasn't on Josh. The rain was coming. I wasn't at the game, but on the broadcast, you could see how ridiculous the rain was. And then everybody I talked to, everybody I talked to who was at the game. My man Justin was there. Justin was like, dude, it's crazy out here. Kristen K-Gun was out there. A-Dubs, Big Dubs was out there. Everybody was there. And everybody said, yo, I'm freaking soaked. I can't see. It's wet. It's blah, blah, blah. The rain was crazy. Josh Allen had a couple bad throws. To get, guess what? So did the Texans. <laughs> it is what it is. And can I just, can I pause for a second to say how ridiculous now? Can, can, we, can we get past the whole thing that, oh, the weather is an advantage for, for the home team? I don't know who, who like made us believe that inclement weather <laughs> is, is an advantage for Buffalo. Uh, th- both teams have to play in it. Both teams do. Now, do we have somebody who has a strong enough arm and big enough hands to maintain control of the ball properly to still deliver it to his receivers? Yeah, Josh is that dude. But can we can we just chill with the whole, oh, it's an advantage? I don't know if y'all remember a couple years ago, December 10th, I remember it, <laughs> when the Buffalo Bills played against the Indianapolis Colts. It was one of the, the last great moments of LaShawn McCoy. He had the runoff touchdown to win the game in overtime. After the game, go back and watch those interviews. Go go see what Lorenzo Alexander said after that game. It wasn't fun planning that. That's not an advantage. Get a freaking dome, Buffalo. I, I get it. Now it's money talk and blah, blah, blah. Look, weather is not an advantage for the Bills. I don't care what y'all say. You know it's an advantage for the Bills. Go and look at Josh Allen's stats every time he plays in a dome. Look at his win-loss percentage in a dome. Look at look at his completion percentage in a dome compared to outside. Now, the impressive part is he's dope everywhere. But I promise you, go look at Josh Allen in the dome. We might have a completely different conversation. Just maybe. Anyway, yo, I don't had enough of ranting, talking to Raven. Uh, so let me do it like this. Ladies and gentlemen, this I ain't even gonna say it. Y'all know how the clip go. This is a Jay Spence exclusive. All right, y'all. Y'all already know it is what it is. It's your boy Jay Spence, and I, I'm I'm excited about this. I got one of my favorite rappers, and not just because he's from Buffalo, but because he's doing the damn thing the way it's supposed to be done. I grew up listening to Hove. I grew up listening to Nas, Mob Deep, and this brother makes me feel a whole lot like I'm listening to Mob Deep back in the day when I was coming up. So I want to welcome the Butcher. What's going on, Benny? Ah, the butcher coming. What's up with you, my boy? Hey, man, this this been a long time coming for me, man. I'm I'm a, first of all, let me just say, I say this pr- pretty much almost every other day on Twitter now because y'all be y- y'all boys hustle more than anybody. Mm-hmm. Y'all make me so proud to be from Buffalo, man. Because the way y'all are consistent with this thing, it ain't it ain't like that everywhere. It ain't like that everywhere. So, uh, look, y'all put a serious run like of great music together over the last mm-hmm. few years, and like 
it ain't it ain't nothing it ain't nothing like what y'all doing how what does it mean to you to like be at the forefront especially being from buffalo like to be at the forefront of a movement that now it seems like the industry this is what the culture needed you know what i mean like we needed to get back to bars how does that how does it feel for you to be that dude man it feels it feels good it feels like everything i've been working towards and everything i've been doing to uh sharpen my skills uh that i it let me know that i've been going in the right direction but man, I want people to know that it comes with it comes with responsibility. You know what I'm saying? You got to stay sharp at all times, and you got to be ready at all times to move and you know and keep that flame lit. But I love it, man. Representing the whole Western New York and representing Buffalo, and you know just showing that that we got talent on this side, uh, like next level talent. So it just feel good. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, and I've always said that Buffalo had talent, but we just didn't have like the outlets to really like mm-hmm. put us on that platform. And now, you know what, even uh, you just kind of mentioned something, it comes with great responsibility. Yo, one of the guys I went to high school with actually is, is down with y'all too. I don't know if he's, you know, I don't know if he's working on another project or not yet, but Jay Skis, he went to City Honors with me. Yeah, and that's my same boy. thing. Mm-hmm. And y'all putting uh, the thing I love about y'all is how thorough y'all keep it. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like y'all, you know, you, you got down with M, then you got down with Hove and it's like, all right, forget Buffalo. Y'all not like that. So um, can you just speak a little bit about how, like, first of all, why it's so important for you to stay connected and, and to stay thorough when it comes to Buffalo? Uh, you know, Griselda is Buffalo. So like you said, how you introduced me, just basically saying, you know, that, Griselda, you know, we one of the top movements in the game and we're respected by every legend. And that's but and that's because the Buffalo in us, just being who we are, you know, so it's it's imperative that that uh we reconnect with other artists who just as talented and we and we bring them to the light. It's imperative that we support the Buffalo Bills. It's imperative that me and you support each other. You know, it's the power circle. You know what it is, uh, especially being our skin color coming from where we come from. So you know, is how you feel like when you see me. I feel good to see you doing your thing. You know what I mean? So it's imperative that we support each other. That's where the responsibility come in at, and, and it's just it's just dope. It's a dope thing. I love it. I love it. When I came home, so I came home for the opener. I'm in Phoenix now, but I came home for the mm-hmm. opener. And um, just one of the things that I first of all, yo, listening to y'all music feels different at home. I don't know what. I don't know <laughs> yeah, why. Yeah, right. That <laughs> yo, makes it's so different. That makes sense. Well, I mean, so like being here when everything drops and I listen to it and it's like, all right, yo, this feels like home and everything is great. But coming home man, the love like y'all got a stranglehold on the city, which is a good thing, because mm-hmm. a lot of times for me growing up, it was like, man, we don't really love and support our own. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes from music, it felt like that for the right. longest. So for y'all to be doing this, man, I, I love it. And and one of the things out here when I talk my crap, I always be like, well, you know, when Philly won that Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Meek kind of had a little stranglehold on the game. Yes. And yes. I just feel like things line up. I feel like there's like, you know, same and, and thing, right now. Same, same thing for Nelly uh, yeah. with St. Louis and same thing for Rick Ross. Every day I'm hustling. When that came out, the uh, the Miami Heat, they want a chip. And, and so what I'm saying is I feel like I feel like y'all really started the move. I know it's completely separate. The team is separate than Griselda. Y'all not the Bills. I get that. But I feel like there was a movement that started in Buffalo, and there was a feeling and a pride that started to ooze out of Buffalo. And then the team started to develop. Josh is doing his thing. Um, how you feel about that? Like, do you feel like this is the time? I feel like, honest to God, bro, last year I felt like it anyway, like when you did the remix to the, the anthem. But now I feel like this is the year. Where you at with the team? Uh I'm I'm close to a couple guys on the team. And what I want to say and what I want to say is they're locked in, they're disciplined, and and 
and they have goals and they're leaders. So I never been close to a Buffalo Bills team before, but me being close to this team, I don't got nothing, I'm saying I don't got nothing to compare it to, but these mm -hmm. guys is locked in. These guys are serious. They athletes and they and they and they take this serious and they want to win. Uh they want to chip, you know what I mean? And 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 they know they carry the chip of the they carry the chip that me and you got on our shoulder for all these years. They carry that and they understand that, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's dope, man. As long as they going out there every week, giving they all, I, I can't complain. And that's the thing that I that I really appreciate about it, because like you said, we got a chip as fans. <laughs> you know, we got a chip on our shoulders and you get Steph Diggs coming in and you can feel that he's carrying that weight. Exactly. And it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's great to watch. So but let me ask you about this, man. Um, You, you just announced the tour and I know yeah. uh, Conway's on tour as well. He's actually going to be in, in Phoenix next week and I'm a, I'm a be there already. You know, and I actually you announce your tour. I'm I'm there. So trust me. Hold when up, you out here. Up. Yeah, Hold I'm up. already there. Mm -hmm. So um, but. So y'all got y'all got all this stuff going on. Um, how how do y'all how do y'all keep it? Because you you at every home game, like mm -hmm. you know. So how do y'all still keep it together? And, and and like I said, just be be Buffalo, but y'all y'all gone constantly, man. Y'all just going. Well, everybody know me. Well, Conway this season he got the suite, so we up at the suite. He paid okay. about like hundred bands for that joint. He up there every week. <laughs> Even if he not up there, the family like I was in his suite last week. He I didn't even see him. Like his family was up there. But me, people know if I'm not working, I'm at the game. And I'm yeah. saying I might, I might get in an argument with my girl over that. She's like, "What is you doing? I'm, I'm going to the game." You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like tonight, yeah, I'm in Buffalo tonight. You know, Conway has a show. And I'm saying at the town ballroom, and I love Conway, but I'm here because I'm going to the game too. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying <laughs> going to the show, yeah. but I'm going to the game. So it's all love, man. I I just love supporting the team. I used to clean the bathrooms at the Bills Stadium. So to be able wow. to play a part in this, I just it's it's just crazy. So you know what? So talk talk to me about that. So you you used to clean the bathrooms there, and then last season, the team obviously reached out to you and asked you to redo the shout song. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Dude, what was that like? What like that? Because that now you just said that that blew my mind. Like that mm -hmm. gave me chills. Man, it was it was it was surreal, you know. I don't I don't I don't even think that the organization know what that means to me. You know what I mean? Like, I know it means a lot to the city when when a, a, a certain side of the city get to represent for the Bills and they get to see it. But what it means to me, you know what I'm saying? Is I've been a long time Bills fan and supporting winning or losing, and it's just dope to be a part of that. And 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 it's and it's symbolic that you know what, no matter where it starts. That doesn't got nothing to do with how it can end. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. just keep going. So keep going. I used to clean the bathrooms to doing merch, dropping merch with the team, uh, at all the home games, uh, to to doing the song, you know what I'm saying? So that's just motivation. Man, it's crazy. Like like I said, that just gave me chills when you said it, because you know, like and I saw you week one. Like week one, you were in the stands, like mm -hmm. you, you know, section right. You were actually like maybe four rows from me but like you was you was in the stands with people you taking pictures right. you talking and like and I guess that's the part that makes it that makes it so real for me it's like you know you it, it's coming full circle for you and you didn't change up from it uh I know Conway you said got the sweet but he didn't change up from it I'm seeing exactly. pictures with him out there doing his thing so you know which is good West Side just dropped his this b-sides man yes fire and you're a, you're a student at a game before I, I know because I listen to you enough to know like you love hip-hop this might be the best joint he got. Mm. 
I don't know. And he got some joints. You know, he got it. That's you see, that's what I that's what I tweeted. I said side B is perfect. I feel like yeah. it's perfect. Uh I feel like he he did this one in a way where he been working on it and he gathered so many songs that he got to hand pick the songs for both sides. And uh he put out side A was perfect too. But when he when he got to do side B, he got to he got to see what he probably didn't get to do with side A. And uh mm-hmm. side B wasn't totally done when he put out side A. It's not like it was already sent to the distributor and and, mm-hmm. and it was already preordained. Like he had to he had to go in there and do it again. So like it's just dope. I love when he come with these projects at the end of the year. Whenever Wes drops something, whenever Conway drops something, it's like crazy motivation for me because I feel like I'm next. And when I see people like, yo, when you how you said it's like that's the best thing that he ever dropped. Like I'm next. I'm dropping next. So I like I got to live up to to those type of you things. Do. So it's like motivation for me, man. I love it. And that's why the team as a unit is so dope to me, because all y'all come with fire like and I ain't gonna diss no other crew or nothing like that. But back in the day, you, you know, like it was certain people that you know when they dropped, we it's know. like that's it. We know it was only one guy leading the whole thing. It was one guy, yeah, show. And yeah. It was like that, right, right. And now it's not like that. So as a comp- first of all, hip hop's com- competition, like mm-hmm. it's a competitive nature behind it. I know y'all brothers, cousins. You know, I, I know the family. But real talk, you know, who do, who 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 got you know who got it? Uh. Conway is the most competitive out, out of all three of us, mm-hmm. and as he should be because he always been a top guy. Since I was 14 years old, they was telling Conway I was on his heels. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like that's like 23 years ago, and they saying it right now today. So it's just like he gonna always be in a position where okay, I'm gonna push the envelope. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And just not even me. He like he he he, he always been at a point with rapping because he been the best since i remember hearing them so he always been in a point where maybe people think they could get with him or other people think that that rapper could get with him so he always been a person who gonna push and push and push and stretch his lyrical ability out and and dig deep with the emotional songs and the pain so i like i said that's motivation i get a kick all out of i get a kick out of all of that and he's conway is the most competitive person out of griselda and i'm saying that he just drive us to all be better I hear that on his bars too. On the one joint, he was like, you know, let's not act like I forget how he worded it, but he was like, you know, let's not act like I ain't got the bars. Like, <laughs> now, you know, listen, I'm happy you said that because he was a lion. You know, people try to compare us and everything. He told y'all, he said, Wes is the brains, yeah. Benny the star, and he the silliest with the bars. He he told he told people that. You know what I'm saying? He told people the positions we play, and you know, when you when you when you speak to the fans, they might debate that. They might not always agree with that, but. Those are the positions that that we feel we play. Now I'm not trying to go out here and try to be a star or no crazy shit like like that. But I'm just playing my position and just you know just doing what I do. Like there's certain things that that Wes or Conway won't do, I do it. Certain things that me or Wes won't do, or Conway do yeah. it. And it's vice versa. So we all play our positions. Well, you got the star thing down packed though, and you know one of the things that I I've always admired about you since you kind of like once you guys started to take off, one of the things that I've noticed is like you fit in every room and, you know, I don't know if you, I'm sure you realize that, but like, I don't even know if you really understand how, how seamlessly you move, man. And, mm-hmm. and I always, every, real talk, every time I see you, I think about that whole bar when he's like, I'm going to show you how to move in a room full of vultures. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like it don't matter. Like every time I right. see you somewhere, like you just doing it right. Um, what's it been like? Cause, cause now Hove is my top. That's my guy. Me too. Um, Me- 
what's it been like for you to to you know to now have that relationship in the and and now really for Buffalo, you know, and I don't want to put this on you or Conway or mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to put this on anybody, but for Buffalo, you're pretty much what Hove has been to Brooklyn. You're you're right. Um, so so what is it like for you now having that relationship with somebody that we are basically con- widely considered a GOAT? It's crazy because I learned so much from that man by just listening to the music. So imagine what I'm learning sitting next to him. Yeah. Getting those conversations, not in music form, but in conversation form and like teaching me form. Uh, it's just, it's, it's crazy. And it's, and it's, it's a, it's a gift from hip hop for me to be able to, to learn from him uh, the way I do, the way, even to learn from West, learn from Conway. But man, Hove, Hove that guy, he, he, he is who he say he is. <laughs> That's all I got to say. He is who he say he is, definitely. Man, at, when I tell you the, um, the pride, but the jealousy at the same time, I do like, <laughs> I'm because I'm, I'm mad proud of y'all. Like, and, and just for the record, this ain't like a new fan. And I know a lot of people are going to tell you, no, I'm day one. No, right. when I tell you like Rob C used to work for me at Blue Wireless. Mm. So I've always been connected. When I tell you I'm a fan, like right. Rob is my right. dude. And you know, Rob, so, if Rob ain't going to let you, he ain't going to, he ain't going to talk. He going to talk about some Benny. Rob, he going, yeah. he ain't going to mess yeah. around. So I know, so, I know. And, so from day one, and you know how long it's been since Blue Wireless been doing whatever. So what I'm saying, <laughs> like, so, but I mean, so from day one, I've seen you like this and I've listened to you. And it's like, so now to see you in those rooms, man, I'm just, I'm crazy proud. And, you know, and just from a kid from Buffalo to say it to another dude that, from Buffalo doing it, yo, keep doing what you're doing, man. Like you really make me, you, you inspire me on a daily. All love, man. All love. I appreciate that. We're going to keep going too. Yes, sir. So I'm gonna let you go ahead and get out of here. But before I do, um, before we went, li- before we started recording here, you started to show me, you know, some of your your bills oh, yeah. love that you got going on. Why don't you let everybody see your love? Let me see this. This was this, this was a gift. Both of these was gifts to me, man. You know what I'm saying? Remember when when Josh Allen jumped hey. on kids? I'm <laughs> by Josh. You know what I'm saying? Josh Allen Town. Oh, we even got this. Look, I just got stuff laying around here. So you just Nothing. got it. By digs, but you know this this right here. I showed you this last. This is my pride and joy. Right here, the digs jersey. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I come in here and I sit and I sit under here after a win and I roll up one. And I take a shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how it's supposed to be. Every, after every win, I do the same, dog. That's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> right. So right. Uh, real quick, why don't you plug your tour and then, um, like I said, I'll let you get on out of here. I, I'm definitely going to see you in Phoenix. That's a fact. You ain't even got to worry about it. Man, I hope to see you there. And the Burton of Plugs tour, it starts October 7th in Atlanta at the Tabernacle. If you're looking for tickets, they at GrizeldaXFR.com. GrizeldaXFR.com. Check me out. See if I'm coming to your city. And we're going to put on a dope show. You never know who I'm going to bring out on tour. Let's go. I'm there. I'm there. So, ladies and gentlemen, got my man, The Butcher. He's already he said he's coming, but he's here. He's doing the ah. damn thing. Let's get it. And later on, I got my man Conway coming up. It's going down. Love y'all. All right. Yes, peace, sir. man. Uh-huh. Code of conduct.